Fantastic. Okay, welcome everyone. So here we are with my secret class. It's free class called um, the two secret skills to enjoy cooking and feeling confident in the kitchen. Um, so plan for the, for the today is first of all, I'm just going to share exactly how I learned to cook without recipes. So you can like see my journey and how I did it. Then we're going to talk about the three phases of cooking confidence. And then I'm going to share with you the two secret skills. So you, to enjoy cooking and actually feel confident in the kitchen. So, and we're going to plan is to get this, get through this in, in 30 minutes. So I'm keeping, keeping it quick, quick for you because I know you've all got a lot on. Um, okay, so exactly how I learned to cook. So basically, it's for those of you that, that aren't familiar with me, um, so I'm actually a former food scientist and former winemaker turned author and um, health coach and, and cooking coach as well. And basically, like when I was at school, I thought about becoming a chef. Like I really have always loved food and been really passionate about, excited about food. But um, I also wanted to go to university and I love science. So I combined the two loves and studied food science at university, which was super fun. Um, and then I went on to work in the, in the food industry. And the thing is like studying food science, I learned a lot about food but I, and chemistry and all the like science behind stuff, but I didn't actually learn how to cook um, with my food science degree. And I actually have a lot of colleagues from my food science days who are very proud non-cooks, which is kind of a bit crazy, even though they'd, they'd also studied food science. Um, but I was, I was always interested in cooking and my mom had been a great cook. So I hadn't ever really learned when I was a kid. So then I, so really when I was an adult and I, you know, when I, in my college days, I started cooking from recipes and that's how I, that's how I learned. Like that's, it was just, just, I would follow the recipe. I would try, try new things. And that's, that's really like the beginning of how I, how I learned to cook. And that was great when I was in my twenties and I had heaps of time. I, it's funny at the time I didn't think, realize I had so much time, but now having a family as well and a business like, yeah, like I had heaps of time. So even though it was really time consuming and sometimes expensive and sometimes really frustrating because, you know, I follow the recipe and then if it didn't work out, I wouldn't know how to fix it. Um, that's how, that's how I learned to cook. And then as, as my, um, so my food science career, I took this detour into winemaking. And what happened with that was I ended up, I was working in the Barossa Valley. I was assistant winemaker at this amazing little winery, um, but it was vintage times. So and in, when it's vintage, like in the wine industry, you're either like sleeping or you're in the winery. Like it's, there's no time for anything else. Like it's literally 16 hour days. It's really physical. It's really full on. And I had, so I didn't have time to look at my recipes. I didn't have time to like create these elaborate plans and shopping lists and do all that stuff. Like I, and I was hungry, like I needed to eat. And also like I was living out in the country, so I couldn't just like go get takeaway because I was, you know, out in, like in this, on this, on the living, um, there wasn't, there weren't any, there weren't any restaurants for me to go to. And so what happened was that I, like, I just was forced to learn to cook without recipes because I didn't have time. So what happened was like, I actually created, I came up with these kind of like templates. I was like, okay, I want to make a curry. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of what goes into a curry. And so I just it, like, experimented and tried and with trial and error that's how I actually learned to go from being that recipe follower to someone who didn't follow recipes and it was really great because um in the Barossa like you know, it's amazing beautiful wine country and they have this beautiful farmer's market so my one 
time off during the week during vintage was to go to the farmer's market for a couple for an hour um grab a coffee I used to get an egg and bacon roll and then I'd like I didn't wouldn't have had time to do a shopping list before so I'd just like go and I'd buy what like look at what tasted like look what bought buy what looked good bring it home and then figure out how to cook it later um just by following like creating my templates and that's really how how I did so that's and those were the seeds of me becoming the, the intuitive cook that I am today so that's how I learned to cook now let's talk about the three phases of cooking mastery so basically the three phases are you go from like being a non-cook <laughs> um, and then most but most people follow it like this is and this is my this is my this was my path as well I went from non-cook to recipe cook so always following a recipe and then from there to being becoming like an intuitive cook and um so let's like break down what does it look like when you're in each of these phases so there's when you're a non-cook like you, you know you're, you're a non-cook because like you're relying on uber eats or drive-through or like ready meals or you're having cereal for dinner or like you're just grazing, you're not actually having like proper meals, you're just grabbing random stuff. And the mindset, like when you're in this phase of being a non-cook is that you see cooking as hard or you see it as a chore. Like it's like, oh, it's kind of this thing I just don't have time for or the energy for. Um, so that's when you're in, you know, like you're in the non-cook phase. And then when, so then like the next phase is, is recipe cooks. And I, probably most people that I work with are in this in this phase so so you like when you know you're a recipe cook when you, you like you have to follow a recipe before you start cooking or, or before you start shopping so you can't just like go if you see something at the markets and pick it up and bring it home like or if you do do that you have to google the recipe to then figure out what to do with it and often if you do impulse buy things like things like that what happens is that they like you think oh yeah it'd be great I'm going to do something with these beets and then they end up dying a slow death in the fridge and you know a week later you're throwing them out feeling really guilty about it um and then the other thing like when you're in this recipe cook phase like is like deciding what to cook takes a lot of time and energy because you have to look at your recipes first and oftentimes when you're you're cooking from recipes like you feel like reluctant about cooking like you kind of it's a lot of energy and you feel like hesitant to, to do it and or and or you're also feeling resentful it's like something that you're doing because you have you see that you have to or you should be doing it not something that you're doing because it's fun and because you actually want to do it um so cooking like it's it's a lot of energy and a lot of effort and often what will happen is like the meals are too elaborate so like you'll um you'll plan to cook something and it will seem like, oh yeah, I really, this, that's going to be great. And then it's like Tuesday night, you've had a really tough day. You come home and you're like, ah, oh, like, yeah, there's no way I want to do this. And so you either power on and you do it resentfully or you like go for plan B and you just yeah, get takeout, order a pizza, do something else because you just don't have the energy to, to, to cook what you, you planned. And then, of course, when you're a recipe cook, there are times where it's fun, where you have those glimpses of you make something and you nail it and it tastes great and everyone loves it and they're like, aren't you amazing? And you're like thinking, aren't I amazing? And you, so you do get those rays of sunshine. It's not all gloom and doom, 
but there's a lot of hard slog in between those those moments of praise and where it feels fun so mostly it's like sometimes it can feel fun but mostly it's in this like it's feeling like a chore like you don't have the time or energy to do it so that's being a recipe cook and then the next phase which and a lot of people will spend their lives as recipe cooks and never ever progress on to the the last last phase um but the last phase that is where I'm at and where I like love helping people get to is this intuitive joyful cooking phase so when you're in this phase you'll know like you feel excited about cooking and like you're actually looking forward to it like it's like you know it feels just as when you're cooking it feels just as relaxing as sitting on the couch after a long day so for me when I come like when the evening starts actually like for me my relaxing time starts when I when I walk into the kitchen to start cooking it doesn't start you know when I after dinner when I'm on the couch like for me I get that relaxing I'm unwinding from my day at that 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 point in point in time um and you know when you're an intuitive cook like you love thinking about what to have what what, what you're gonna have for dinner or what you're gonna have for your ne- your next meal and the key thing when you're in this intuitive phase is that you have a really good repertoire of like really simple muscle memory meals. So you don't need to look at a recipe like unless you want to. Um, and the other thing with this, so sometimes you will look at a recipe, but you're not like, oh my goodness, I have to have a, I've got these beets. What am I going to do with them? Like you, you know, okay, you, you like you're able to, you can choose. So sometimes you'll use a recipe for inspiration, but sometimes you won't. Um, uh, and if you are using a recipe, you're unlikely to be following it to the letter, like where you have to be keeping, like going back and checking and checking every time, like, hang on, what, what would I do at this step? Where am I at? Like, because you'll, you'll use the recipe, you'll absorb it, you've kind of used it as an idea, and then you're, you'll be like just cooking from, from memory. Or you might need to check it once or twice, but it's like this, it feels easy. It doesn't feel like, oh, you know, hang on, where am I at? Like, what am I doing? Like, and like you, you it's it's much more flowing and like easeful um and yeah like and the other cool thing is like when you're in this intuitive joyful cook phase like you just feel confident like and like by confident I mean that you just have this this like it's you like you know like when you're driving a car like you if you you think about okay I'm just going to go to the shops like you just get in the car and drive you don't you have that level of confidence with the car you don't think about the I've got to like put in the clutch I've got to do this I've got to do that like the indicators what am I doing like you just get in the car and drive cooking's the same you just walk into the kitchen and when you're an intuitive cook you just walk into the kitchen and cook because you have that confidence you know what you're doing and so you're not spending a lot of mental energy thinking about all the different steps the stirring the seasoning like all the different thing parts because you have that confident that level of confidence um and the other cool thing is like when you have this like level of confidence like you can like you just like you 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 when you open the refrigerator like you can see possibilities so you can like you you open it and you have a look and you're like oh yeah okay we've got this and this okay I've got an it gives you ideas and then you know you can make make something from what you've got without having to like get in the car and drive to the store to grab, grab an extra ingredient or go and google a recipe um, 
And those are the kind of thoughts that go behind being an intuitive, joyful cooker, things like, you know, it's better when I take care of myself. I'm worth it. Like this is, I'm doing this for me. It's like, I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm doing this because I actually want to. I want to take care of myself. And the final piece of being an intuitive cook, a joyful cook, is that like, you know, you're in this phase when you don't get frustrated if something goes wrong. So if you're like, you know, you taste it, you made something, you taste it and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this isn't that great. You're not, you're like, you have that, that confidence and that you don't, you're not getting like, oh, look at me. I failed again. You're not going down that path because you know, okay, this doesn't taste great. I know what to do and you can problem solve and you can adjust the seasoning until it does taste good until where you are satisfied. So there are three phases so I'd love you guys to type in the chat now and just share like what type of cook are you now? Like where are you at in terms of your um, in terms of your your journey? Um, Nish is definitely a recipe cook phase. Excellent. Someone else, come on, let's share. See, yep, Julie, recipe cook for sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Do we have any non-cooks in the house? I'd love to hear from you. Or do we have any joyful cooks that are that are already in that intuitive phase? Kenneth's phase two. I'm a tentative cook, says Mary. Um, not very confident. Between non-cook and recipes, Dan. Yeah, great. And like that that's awesome as well. Transitioning from recipe. Okay, Jordan's transitioning from recipe to intuitive. Fantastic. Jane's between recipe and intuitive. Kim had meals, but I um but I just know, but limited. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So this is, this is so great. So the big, this of course beg, begs the question, like how do we go from being that, that where you're, where you are now to becoming like more of this intuitive, joyful cook. And there's two, it's like, it seems crazy, but there are only two skills. I've called them secret skills, um, but I'll share the secret with you now. <laughs> so they're not going to be a secret anymore. Um, to be to be someone who enjoys cooking and feels confident and they are seasoning and muscle memory meals so i'm going to talk about each of those in more depth so so what is seasoning so basically seasoning is just making food taste better um, at the very very essence and the the reason why seasoning is so important is because this is really that makes the difference between good cooks, okay cooks, average cooks, not so great cooks, and excellent cooks. And if you ask any chef, they will tell you that this is the one skill that they use every day that makes all the difference in terms of them getting, making their food taste amazing. And the reason why seasoning is so important is because cooking is like, it's really variable. It's really organic. Like the produce are changing every day. You're not getting like, you know the sweet the amount of sweetness in um or the like in your carrots say will vary depending on the carrot and the variety of carrot and when they were growing and where the time of year they were growing um so everything's all you've got you're moving you're working with all these moving parts so if you yes you can follow a recipe and even like you know if you taste like two different balsamic vinegars next to each other one like they'll they'll taste different they'll have different levels of sweetness so if your recipe is calling for balsamic vinegar like you don't like the the recipe writer doesn't know which type of balsamic exactly you've got so there's so many variables that go into it so that's why we need to be able to taste at the end and adjust accordingly to make things taste good 
And then the, the, the second reason why seasoning is like the number one skill that we need to be good cooks is that it gives you this ability to fix any problems. So, okay, maybe apart from burning stuff. <laughs> so if stuff's burnt, seasoning is not going to fix that. But everything else, pretty much, if you can, if you adjust the seasoning, like you are going to, you, you can rescue most things. Um, so, so this is the why, this is, it's the number one skill. So how do we go about do, doing that? And at the very, the thing I want you to take away today is that you don't need to like, like do anything really fancy. I just want you to start like from, from today, whenever you make something or whenever actually you eat something, even when you're out at a restaurant, just ask, like when you taste it for the first time, you just want to ask yourself the question, like, does, does this taste great? And if it doesn't taste great, then if it tastes great, awesome. <laughs> but if it doesn't taste great, like if you're like, this doesn't, there's something missing, this doesn't taste amazing, then like the first port of call is to add some salt. And that, um, so you can do that if you're out in a restaurant, you can do it when you're cooking at home um, and then taste again. And you don't have to do this in the kitchen. You can actually do this when you sit down, you're sitting down to eat. So you can do this at the table, but get into the habit of, and that's one of the first things I, I teach people in joyful cooking is to, it's a skill of seasoning with salt. And the low risk way to learn that skill is to start seasoning your own food at the table. So getting, keeping some salt at the table and then trying it as it is, if it doesn't taste amazing, adding a bit of salt and seeing how that changes things. Um, of course, and like, there's a lot more to, to seasoning, um, but this is what I want, where, where I want to, what you, I want you to take away from today. Um, and if you do want to go deeper in with that, there's two resources. One, um, I'll just take, paste this in the chat. Uh, I did a podcast episode on joyful, my joyful eating podcast. So I'll paste the link to that in the chat so you can check that out it's called how to season to taste so that gives you another primer around um, seasoning with salt or if you really want to go deep on this and really master this skill um, then I'd invite you to join joyful cooking so in that program like we go really deep on all the aspects of seasoning so we yes we of course do salt but I also teach you to season with acid which is a but we and then we also look at seasoning with sweetness, sweet seasoning with umami, which is that that savory flavor, um, heat like so chili, mustard, those types of of flavors, and fat, which you may or may not know, our taste buds actually have receptor cells for fat on them. Um, so that's the that's another lesser known um, thing we season with, and then the the um, and I also teach you about flavor bombs, and they're like my shortcut secret weapon to seasoning things and making things taste taste good and we do that um, I explain things the theory behind it so you get the science behind behind it but also we have like interactive tasting exercises where we actually like taste things together and it's really fun so so that's seasoning um it's it has stopped oh have I frozen um okay Am I back now? You're good now. Thanks, Mish. Oh, yeah. So just from flavor bombs. And I was just saying that when we enjoy for cooking, we actually do tasting exercises together. So you get the science behind it. And also um, you get the like the, the practical, like actually lead you through tasting exercises where you get that practical knowledge as well. 
Um, awesome. And then I'm just going to check my internet to make sure I'm on the wrong one. I'm not on the right mode. I'm, okay. I'm just going to change over to my, um, I'm on the house mode. I'm just going to change over to my, just bear with me for a mere few seconds. Okay. We're back. We're good. Yeah. Kimmy, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Cynthia, you're not for me? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. So that's our first skill seasoning. Um, thanks, Dan, for letting me know that it stopped. Um, and then our second skill is muscle memory meals. And so what are muscle memory meals? They're actually something that I came up with, a concept that I came up with. I did not come up with seasoning. And basically they're just some easy meals that you know off by heart. And so, but rather than being specific recipes, they're, they're like templates or they're frameworks. So the reason why we want to have, why muscle memory meals are important is because it removes that need to constantly check a recipe. So it, it keeps it flexible so you're able to improvise. Um, and, and it really, so rather, because otherwise, like it gives you like a framework, it gives you a starting place to know what you're going to cook. Because otherwise, if we just like throw you in with some ingredients, that can be overwhelming, particularly in the beginning, and you're not going to come up with ideas. Whereas having these framework, these muscle memory template ideas, it gives you some structure and it gives you a starting place. If you go, okay, I've got this, I can fit it into this framework. I can. So it gives you, it's really a way to think think about cooking in a more, um, so in, in a more structured way, but without the like specificity of, of exact recipes um, so so then that's why we want to do muscle memory meals like and it just gives you and that's kind of what I did when I was learning in the in the brossa and yeah it's like just so it just takes that pressure off and it makes it easy when you're taking those baby steps to being someone who cooks intuitively and cooks without recipes um, and so how do we actually do that so the, the very like if you wanted to do this from now what I would encourage you to do is look at any of my free recipes so on my blog stone soup I've got a free cookbook if you want to download that but with all my recipes I include a list of variations at the bottom so you could turn any recipe into a muscle memory meal by looking at those variations and going okay and then just practicing that recipe but trying each of the variations like that's a good place to start or if you wanted to join me for joyful cooking, um, I actually will teach you like eight different muscle memory meals. Uh, and what, I'll, what we'll do is like it's a three-month program. So over the three months, I'll get you to choose from that, that buffet of eight, you'll choose three muscle memory meals that you'll learn and go really deep on and have in your back pocket so that you can, you can become this intuitive cook. Like this really seasoning plus these muscle memory meals are the building blocks to getting you there um, so the things that like it'll be things like uh, we'll learn about abundance bowls we'll learn about um, pizza slow cooking curry um, easy eggs tofu um, oven suppers is another one I love and power plates so there's a heap of different things that we do and you'll get to choose from those which three you focus on 
So that is pretty much the secret. Like it's those two skills. It really can be that simple. So does anyone have any questions or any thoughts that they want to want to share before we before we wrap up? I'm doing well for time. We're good here. No. Um, excellent question, which is asked, um, when does joyful cooking start? So that next group starts in uh, on the 20th of September and applications for that are opening next week. So they're going to be open from the 7th to the 9th of September. Um, so yes, excellent. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a sec. Does anyone else have any questions? Um, do you apply on online or by email? Um, it's yeah on online so I'll send you a link in my email to the sales page which has the application form on it so you'll just do that um oh Mary said you've opened my eyes to lots of possibilities yes Mary that's and that's exactly what I wanted to get out of for today um and Darlene's just asked a cost so joyful cooking it's a three-month program and it's pay, pay by the month and it's $99 per month so you just that's it um, thank you for your help and input. Um, Cynthia said, I've done it. It's so much fun. Yay. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> um, yes. Become joyful at the start of the evening. Misha's saying, I can't wait. Yay. Awesome. So what's next? So yeah, if you do want to join us and be like Cynthia and have, have fun in the kitchen, um, where like, yeah, like we're spending, like spending time on the kitchen is just as much fun as spending time on the couch. Um, then, and if you want to become someone who feels like confident about cooking, um, in the same way that you feel about driving a car or riding a bike or, or, you know, any other of those other skills that you have, um, if you want to become someone who like, doesn't have to actually Google a recipe before you make everything, then I'd love you to join me. Um, so yeah, applications are open from between the 7th and 9th of September, and we're going to start, um, on the 20th of September and we'll go really deep on learning these two skills and I walk you through like step by step and show you the science behind cooking so you know exactly why things work or you know, if they don't work, you'll understand why they don't or you'll be able to ask me and I'll help you um, understand why they don't. So we really focus on those two key skills, but we also, there's some bonus skills that we learn. Um, so I teach you about sources, uh, just because sources are delicious and fun. Uh, I'll teach you about mind, the mindset of becoming a joyful cook and um, we also learn about problem solving. So exactly what to do when things don't turn out as you'd hoped. I'll also teach you about substitutions. So you'll have some a good framework for if you don't have a particular ingredient or you, you think you've got soy sauce and you don't, like you'll know exactly how to find, like work with what you have. So you're not going to run to the store. I teach you about combining flavors. So which is a key part of you know, making things taste good. Uh, we learn about investment cooking, which is just a, um, about being more organized and actually getting being more effective with the time that you are spending in the kitchen so that you're getting more out of out of that. And I also teach you about planning and organization. So um, Jane's asked, is at 10 a.m. Aussie East Coast time? It's going to be... Um, it's going to change, Jane, with the time change, but it's going to start off at 9 a.m. Australian time, East Coast, which is Monday evening US time. Um, but then with the when the clocks change in um, 
in October, it'll, I can't remember which way it's going to go, but it's, it's around that. It's daytime Australian time and then Monday evening US time. And it is the middle of the night for Europeans. Uh, however, it, you know, everything's recorded and you get access to like a community. And so there are people, I had have people in France, I've had someone in Poland and they just watch the replays. So it's one of those things where it's great if you can attend live, but it's also really effective watching the replays. Um, and the other cool thing about this is, is that it's actually a coaching group. So it's not just, you know, a course where you're just following on your own. Like I'm there to keep you accountable. Like I'm your personal cooking coach. So I'll be helping you with the follow through piece as well. So I, and I'm really passionate about making sure that people like don't just sign up and like leave it to language. Like we'll actually help you like take those steps so that you're actually in the kitchen cooking and having fun. Um, and the other thing is, oh, and I'm also doing like a print playbook for this for the first time. So you'll get a print copy of the print book in the mail as well, which is my first print book I'm doing since 2013. So that's, that's very exciting. And it's open to all dietary requirements because you're going to be choosing, you're cooking without recipes and you're choosing the ingredients. Like if you don't eat dairy, totally no problem. If you don't eat gluten, totally no problem. Um, and what else do I need to tell you? Yeah, the community aspect is really, really fun. And that's kind of the thing that's really surprised me is because we're learning from people all around the world. And I love being in the community because I get ideas. Like there's been heaps of things where I've like um, one of my one of my students, Bill, he like posted and he did like um, he did, made this thing that had like yogurt and pesto as the sauce. And I was like, I never thought to put yogurt and pesto together. And I was like, I tried it. It was delicious. So it's really, really super fun to be like, to be learning from other people around around the world and seeing like different ideas and different cuisines and yeah it's really like I love that part of it like um, the community is really really cool um, okay and then yeah the only other thing is that the next group I'm running of this won't be until April 2023 and I'm going to be raising the price then so if you want to get in like do you really want to wait nine months to another nine months when you could be like enjoying cooking now like no, you don't. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess that that's it for today. So I guess the thing that I want you to take away from today is that like to become, change your relationship with cooking, like to become someone who enjoys cooking, like you only really need two skills. So it's seasoning and muscle memory meals. And it, these skills, two skills are enough to make all the difference to how you feel about cooking and also how much enjoyment you get from both the food that you cook and um, your time in the kitchen. So that's it for today. If anyone has any more questions, otherwise we might wrap up there. Um, Jane's saying, thank you, love your flowers. Oh yeah, I love these. These are actually a few weeks old. They're, um, I think they're called pins. I think they're a type of um, waratah, but there's something like they're related to that, but they're different. So yay. Diane said, informally, this usual thanks. Thanks. Yay. Oh, it's Leanne. Um, Lenore, maybe, um, has asked, would you speak about the time commitment every week? Oh, yeah. So the, um, the class itself is, like, so the, is one hour a week. And so I recommend if you, like, if you can carve out, like, like you need, like an hour to, to for the the, the lesson and then 
two, like the, the, the recipes that I'm going to be teaching you are all really quick. So you'd need like 15 minutes to make one. Um, so the, I mean, the muscle memory meals are mostly pretty quick. So you need, I'd recommend like at least if you can have like half an hour a week to, and maybe break that into two different days where you do 15 minutes on one day and 15 minutes on another day, like that will be enough to make that difference. So I guess 90 minutes a week is the, is the, would be like the time commitment to make a difference. Of course, you're welcome to spend more, but that's enough to give you these, these solid skills. Um, okay, Julie's asked what's the difference between Naturally Healthy Club six months and the Joyful Cooking classes? Okay, excellent question, Julie. So Joyful Cooking is all about changing your relationship with cooking and helping you become someone who loves being in the kitchen and actually cooking. And so you learn these skills of seasoning and muscle memory meals and the other bonus skills. Whereas the Naturally Healthy Club, um, that's my group program for changing a relationship with food. So having a healthy relationship with food and your weight. So it's more of a, that's a, like a, a focused around mindset and habits and all the things to do with, with eating and, you know, being healthy in that way. And then Joyful Cooking is just, just for cooking. So. And actually, I have a lot of crossovers. There's been a lot of people who have done Joyful Cooking who are now doing the Naturally Healthy Club. And then I've got a lot of people who've been in the Naturally Healthy Club, like Cynthia, and done Joyful Cooking as well. So they, 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 um, there's a lot of things that, like, it's helpful to have both. But I'd, if you're not sure, I just would think about, like, Joyful Cooking is, like, it's a shorter time commitment. So it's a good introduction to working with me rather than, going for the six months and actually the next group of naturally healthy club isn't starting until um february anyway so so you've got time to, jo to join joyful cooking and change your relationship with cooking first and that's going to be an excellent first step if you wanted to if you're in wanting to lose weight as well so okay we might wrap up there unless i see any question any more questions cynthia's saying i recommend both for sure thank you cynthia um yeah, Jane's saying I did NHC first, but if you had the time, do both together, right? There we go. Thanks, Jane. Good to see Jane. Okay, thanks, everyone. We'll have a beautiful day, and I look forward to seeing you guys in Joyful Cooking. Okay, take care. Bye.